Welcome to the Rising from Burnout podcast, where we help high-achieving women get out and stay out of burnout so they can live a life of energy, ease, and freedom. I'm your host, Lori Aikman. Hey guys, I am so excited to bring you this episode partly because I'm interviewing my best friend, Danielle O'Malley. I still want to call her uh, by her maiden name, but um, she and I have been friends. We talk about it for many, many years now, longer than we've not been friends now. And um, she just has an amazing story of her journey from having PTSD in her work as a law enforcement officer and then her progression into motherhood and and just what that has looked like for for her and just she really gives tangible uh steps on how to move out how to heal if you are somebody who has experienced trauma and then what she does now for self-care so you don't want to miss this episode and without further ado i bring you the lovely danielle All right, Danielle. I am so excited about this because um, I get to share you with our audience. Danielle and I have been friends for a long, long, we've been friends longer than we've not been friends now at this point, right? Because we met, we were like 18, 18, 19. I was like, I think I was 17. No, no, no. I was 18 when we started at UNF. I turned 17. I was 17 turn 18 that summer right before yeah we've known each other 21 years and now I'm gonna be 39 and you're gonna hit the 4-0 you are 39 gonna hit the 4-0 this year so yeah it's been a long we have seen each other through some burnout and through some crazy seasons of life through all yeah what type of burnout do you want to talk about I know right yeah (laughs) which which season of burnout do you want to talk about oh my gosh So yeah, this is, I don't know, just fun for me just because of who you are. So thank you for being here today. I love you, of course. (laughs) Yo, I love you. Um, (laughs) So tell, why don't you, I read, you know, a little bit of intro, but tell us, so you live in Pennsylvania and you're a mom, all those things. And then like, what do you do for work professionally right now? Sure. So I live right outside of Philadelphia now, originally from Orlando, but made the trip a piece just because my husband got an amazing job opportunity that we can turn down mm-hmm. when I came up next thing you know I was pregnant and I have a five-year-old girl who is a ball of sunshine she is and so when I left Florida I didn't really know what I was going to do for work and an opportunity kind of fell into my lap um I was a police officer which we'll get into probably later um so I had investigative experience and got connected with this company called Godly Response to Abuse in the Christian Environment. And it basically looks at abuse in churches mm-hmm. and Christian Which is what GRACE stands for, right? Yeah. G-R-A-C-E. Yeah. Yes. So I've been doing that and I do cultural assessments and a lot of investigations, mostly into sexual abuse. So if mm-hmm. the police, uh, their statute of limitations has expired or... Uh, adult victims don't want to, or survivors don't want to get the police involved, we, we will get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that for years. So I just do it part-time and the other part is full-time mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can do the that most well. full-time so, job you can ever have, oh, right? <laughs> I joke that I put people in prison, but being a mom is harder. <laughs> yeah. 
so I remember hard. like talking to you and you would be like, oh, I'm driving down to the jail to take somebody in, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And let's just say you worked in a rough area in Orlando, Florida um, yeah. for a while. So you, you have seen some things. Yeah. So I work for Orange County, which is the sheriff's office there. And I did patrol for five years and decided to work in like the high crime area because I like staying busy and I like the action. And I said, even sometimes now that I'm not a police officer, I feel like I have to justify like, it wasn't like two calls a day. It was nonstop every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And very violent crime every day. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's my fear. But um, yeah, so I did that. And then I worked in a night crime unit. I was the first woman first woman on this unit and um that was mostly armed robberies shooting and stabbing that didn't result in death Mm. um aggravated stalking cases and I did that for a while and then I went to the sex crimes unit Mm -hmm. and that's where I concluded um my time at the sheriff's office was there (laughs) yeah and then shortly moved up to Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but then you I mean so what you know now you're the job you have where you're investigating sexual abuse, you know, a lot of times yeah. in churches, then you're it, kind of the job you had at Orange County, like your last job yeah. in Orange County led into that. Cause that's absolutely what you were doing in the sex crimes yeah. unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, and the cool thing about this new company that I work for um, is even looking at like policies and procedures to keep children and vulnerable people safe and kind of catch mm-hmm. up the church um with the 21st century yeah and teach about um you know victim offender dynamics what to look for what we can do better or anybody can do better right um so a little behind not everyone but a lot of people are so i really can use that experience that i've had in talking with people um for such a long time (laughs) to this this place um so what you're dealing with is trauma day in day out uh so policing i didn't realize i was an adrenaline junkie until it stopped yeah (laughs) and then um just how far pushing to be the best and not wanting to let anybody down and anytime you in one case there's five horrible stories right behind it Mm. and you're the person yeah fix it um and depending on how many you know detectives you have working or not like it's it's it wasn't unheard of for me to work 36 hours at a Mm. time yeah um and like pulling over and falling asleep wow (laughs) like how many energy drinks is is appropriate to drink (laughs) you know i think i might have i think i'm having palpitations i'm not exactly sure why Uh, yeah i'm like am i dehydrated am i dying at this point i'm so tired it doesn't mm, matter gosh so in the same time like working in trauma um especially in sex crimes like seeing things that like people aren't shouldn't see right or hearing things that exactly you're not used to hearing it and i grew up pretty sheltered i mean i had my own experience my own abuse um abuses in childhood and young adulthood with our spiritual abuse we suffered um together separate um and you know i 
I was working out like insane to try yeah. to like to meet out my body need my brain into something. So whether it was training for Ironman competitions or whether it was doing bodybuilding, it was something mm-hmm. that also consumed all my extra time while I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So talk about burning your candle. About those. Yes. Yes. So you're, you're in this very, very like abnormally stressful. Like I even think, you know, I worked at, you know, I worked in the ICU. I mean, like literally life or death situations. I'm calling people's family members saying your family member is going to die. You should get to the hospital or doing CPR. Like, I feel like I, or I, there's a level of numbing that you have to do to be able to keep doing what you're doing. Right. And I think maybe, you know, my mind's a little different, you know, not necessarily that, yes, there's some emotional component there, but I think at another level, especially in the sex crimes unit, then you're, I would say, at least from an outside perspective, it's like you are working with people who are, have experienced trauma and then you are experiencing their trauma. Yeah, that secondary trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about, it's almost like meditating on that trauma. So, mm-hmm. um, I remember thinking, okay, I hear the story once and then I've got to write it down. Mm-hmm. I've got to explain it to somebody else. I'm going to get calls about that case, maybe from a mother or, you know, somebody asking about it or crying in the middle of the night, not knowing what to do. So it's mm-hmm. continually coming up and it, it just like settles in your body. (laughs) It settles with you and you feel responsible for being the savior for that person. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is a heavy, which what I did. Right. Like I'm going to help you. Um, Even though with sexual crimes and a lot of traumas, it takes as long as it takes to heal from that. And my part was just one part, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but it was a heavy burden. I put on myself too. You know, and you understand being perfectionist or being a pro- an athlete or semi-pro athlete that you always striving to be the best, mm-hmm. striving for excellence in everything that you do. And it's just kind of that mindset. And some of these things, it's not excellence. It's just boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you need someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. One of the best advice I ever got and didn't apply it. <laughs> And now that I look back, I'm like, oh, that was such good advice. Have friends that aren't cops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have friends that aren't nurses. Have friends that aren't firefighters. Yeah. You know, have friends that aren't in your world so that you can step out and be bathed in something else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, except all I had were police, especially when I was in sex crimes, because who do you talk to? Yeah. Like, how? who do you go? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I yeah. felt like that when I was working in the hospital, it was like, I talked to the other people that worked in the ICU, you know, like it was not, you go, you're eating dinner and you're talking about the procedure or the surgery or that, you know, and, and really like, but you, you know, people talk about like the gallows humor, you know, you joke oh, yeah. about things that are oh, yeah. not something that you, that are not funny, but it's because not improbably not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be able to deal with the things that you are seeing and experiencing and it. Yeah. What am I going to go home and tell my husband about, you know, like, right. Oh, this. And yeah, I didn't. Like, yeah. And if I did, there would be like this horrid look on his face. Right. So, uh, of course I had like some of the guys that I work with, I was 
in, in women that I worked with, I was closer with, because we're always on call outs. We're doing searches. We're doing these interviews. You're um, debriefing stories um, that you're hearing. And you almost build, and this is the closest thing. And some of this happened even in patrol, especially when you're like hold up in, in the bushes, getting shot at, or you think someone has a gun and you have to go in to a house or, you know, a building or whatever. You kind of build this almost immediate bond with these people because mm-hmm. you're, you're, it's like you're in warfare, like in the yeah. military. It's the only thing that I can say, um, explain it and it's probably not and no offense to anybody that is military and has been but this is the the closest thing that I could compare it to Mm -hmm. was um that kind of closeness and like it becomes normal yeah who would have thought as a little girl I'd be like let's look at pictures of penises and compare it to the bad guy you know like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. and so um one day my husband who is you know the same and I had a stack of papers in my patrol car and his unmarked car and he he went to sit in it and I'm like, don't look at the papers. And he's like looking through, I'm like, I told you not to look at the papers. And it was penis pictures that I had to compare. I had to go and take pictures of a bad guy's penis to compare it to the images. Wow. And he's like, I just don't know how you do this. And yeah. so one of the things that talking about the slow burn, <laughs> uh, and this is always a good thing. If you know that you're, you tend to overwork yourself, whether mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what type of job it is. Yeah. Cause you all work any type of job. This one just had psych more, uh, I think a more psychological impact mm-hmm. because of the, the darkness that comes with trauma and sexual abuse and manipulation, emotional abuse, physical abuse that we were seeing and images that you can't take back right? Mm-hmm. Our brain sees images, doesn't go away, whether mm-hmm. that's child pornography that we had to, yep, that's child pornography, you know, like those things don't go away. Um, but I told him in the beginning, oh yeah, I go on day shift, it'd be great. And you know, if I start to change, just let me know, you know, like just so flippant. But when it was time <laughs> to hear him say, you are not the same person, you have no affect, you have no emotion, you don't want me to touch you. You're not sleeping. You want to drink every day. Like you need to quit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. something has to change or like you need to go to day. You need to go back to patrol. Like this isn't who you are. Mm-hmm. You're a shell of yourself. Yeah. And you're always like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm in mode to solve this. I'm fine when I need to solve a problem. Yeah. Right. Be the hero and save the day. Yeah, I was gonna say emotion. you need to jump in to a situation and rescue make, somebody and make the arrest and write the warrant and um do those kind of things. But when it's quiet, you know, like there was not like I'm just driving to work with no music. Mm-hmm. Right. So um some of the big symptoms, so that was one of the big signs, like mm-hmm. I had no emotion, not crying, yeah. not happy. Mm-hmm especially in the home and everything's quiet, the safe place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I started having night terrors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like my dad doing things to me that I'd heard in stories. Mm-hmm. And it was so real and so vivid. I jokingly am talking about this at work. And my boss is like, uh, you need to go to EAP and get some counseling. Mm-hmm. What's I'm EAP? Like, yeah. 
it's like employee assisted oh, okay. which is like counseling like it's provided it. by your mm-hmm. because you're affected by your job yeah um so i go because I'm like, I'm not normal. Like, this isn't normal. Yeah. But it was like, just like, did something happen? I'm like, no. And um, it just was so real life, like, and noticing all these things. So counseling was good. And I was like, I will listen to what she says. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, a psychotherapist. Um, and then things just like, I just all of a sudden started breaking, like mm-hmm. crying randomly. Uh, my weight went up. And even though like I really wasn't changing anything mm-hmm. because of the stress. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I think I have adrenal fatigue. So you're thinking like talking about the stress cycle, which I don't know if you've talked about it yet. And I'm not a, uh, a specialist, but I do know stress. <laughs> but yes, you, yeah. Um, I think you are well versed with stress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When people are like, I'm stressed. I'm like, are you really stressed? Um, you have a stimulus stimuli, right? So for me, it'd be like a call comes in, a case comes in mm-hmm. and I'm going to work it. Right. But it never really ends. It just keep, you know, other ones keep coming in. So I'm always in that flight or fight. fight, or fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, the fight. Right. Um, there's sometimes I'll fly. I have the flight response, but um, there's a, but like there's freeze, there might be a couple more. Right. So your body is always, the old brain is always thinking I'm not safe and I had to fight to stay safe. Yeah. So, so, you know, like what's being released in your body to fight, you're thinking like, you know, if you're in a car about to get in a car accident and you feel like all the blood go to the center of your body, mm-hmm. protect the organs, you might have the hair on the back of your neck, but this is a constant thing. Even though there's no, sometimes there is a gun, but sometimes it's just like, okay, we got to fix it. We got to go. We got to go. But that never mm-hmm. ends. So yeah. there's never, ends. Mm-hmm. there's no closure like of this, of this stress cycle. It's just continuous yeah. for a year. Mm-hmm. Not even realizing that the whole time I was in, in patrol, like that kept going. Right. Yeah. Kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, I crying. I remember I, we got a case and it was a dad who had literally systematically abused all his daughter's nieces mm-hmm. over time. And I remember I found a piece of evidence that was just heartbreaking and I just stopped. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, that's not my typical response. My typical response would be like, gotcha. Anger. You know? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, but like, you're going away forever. And I couldn't barely do the interview because I was like, you did that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, he pled guilty and uh, he didn't have to br- bring his daughters through that, uh, the court process. But oh, gosh, yeah. I was like, this is a huge sign. So, um, I ended up talking to like my <laughs> chain of command and all of them mm-hmm. like, this is normal. There's nothing, you know, like this is how it is. Nobody would help. Yeah. Um, and I was like, everyone that I trusted, like, you just need to leave. Cause I was like, how do I go from working these kind of cases and then, then do this. I go to a medical professional who's more holistic, but does prescribe medicine. And she's like, you have severe depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, and PTSD. And I'm like, from this job, yeah. <laughs> like my brain, like is messed up. And she's like, you have, you are so like, we need to get you on medicine. Like yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all these things started happening, and I'm like, I'm a failure. Like I've never quit anything mm-hmm. in my life unless my body is given out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just slowly listening to everybody. Like you have, your brain is important. Your body is important. Your marriage yeah. is important. Your spiritual welfare is important. And I'm just like, I'm not a quitter. 
Right. Well, I bet there's some, uh, oh, my sound sounds weird. Hopefully it doesn't sound weird on your end, but uh, I bet there's a piece too of like, well, if I walk away, who's going to be here for these victims? Right. Because I have been told like, you're really good at this. You connect with these survivors. And um, these are some people that are just ignored. Mm -hmm. Some of these are not perfect victims. Some of these are prostitutes. Some of these are people that are pain in the ass kids, you know what I mean? That are just like, nobody will listen to them or nobody will believe them. And I'm believing Mm -hmm. them. Right. And we get good convictions because I've been taught how to write a report correctly and interview correctly and treat people with respect and dignity survivors with respect and believe them unless the evidence proves otherwise. Right. Yeah. So then I'm worried about that. I'm worried about my friends leaving them. How are they going to do with one body down? Mm -hmm. So I'm all, and it just, I finally was like, I have to, Yeah. I have to leave. Um, so the real burnout happens when everything's quiet. Yeah. (laughs) So I have adrenal fatigue. Uh, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. My body doesn't respond to exercise. It doesn't respond to uh, eating healthy food. It just, it just is like my metabolism's frozen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I literally could just sit for hours at a time. I was even thinking about checking myself into a facility uh, to get evaluated psychologically. Yeah. Um, I got rid of all my weapons because um, I'd seen horrible things. I'm like, I couldn't do that to my husband. So yeah. this is more of an extreme case of burnout, but yes, but I'm know. real, you know, yeah. Think, yeah and this I'm could be, of- this could be the same thing really in any job, like where mm-hmm. there might be like a hostile work environment mm-hmm. or um, even teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister's a teacher and it is not uncommon to hear of just drinking away the days when they come up just because they can't, it is so mm-hmm. constant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the doctor said, get a dog. She's like, I'll give you something to do. Get dressed in the morning. Um, walk the dog. Yeah. <laughs> so we go down to the pound and we find a dog and, um, I was walking that dog three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, that, how do you go from being so extreme or your identity as in your job, which I always tend to do, whether it was me playing vo- the volleyball girl until yeah. you're injured anymore and the the cop you know the detective the badass whatever um to walking a dog and watching golden girls on tv you know <laughs> um, how do you go from that a friend yeah. of mine says a badass. you're always a badass no matter what you do at, at this point i'm like okay yes. i'll take it um so it was slow and um we had a lot of stressors that came with that so shortly after i quit my job we moved to pennsylvania mm-hmm. and then i had a baby Right. Then I have postpartum. And so it was a process of, okay, I'm still messed up from this job. So then I just started paying for therapy Yeah, (laughs) and learning that's how important self-care is. Mm -hmm. So me walking the, and I had the ability to not work. Right. Mm -hmm. This isn't always the case. Mm -hmm. Right. Not everybody has that luxury. I always worked my whole life. So it was weird not working, but Self-care became important. Walking the dog, taking her on seven-mile hikes. Uh, I bought a bunch of plants and started planting plants. Um, when I had Josie, it was get her a little booty in the stroller, even if it's 30 degrees outside, bundled up and walk. Yeah. And breathe. And listen. And kind of do a walking meditation. 
and it was just slowly but surely like healing mm -hmm. i can't change the past i can't change what i've seen but i can you know those things happen they did yeah. happen mm -hmm. uh, they were witnessed um but you know i i can almost not negate but just bring in a lot of beauty so i'm not sitting in that dark place right yeah oh, i love how you said that because it was pretty dark you know like yeah. or like when you were working with transplant patients and this everyone's dying hmm. you're surrounded by death all the time you like smell it you feel it yeah you're like wondering why are you pushing for this person to live when they're gonna die just let, please let this person die mm -hmm. immediately, right um and then you were done mm -hmm. right um so yeah and i experienced the same thing again when i started working for grace i took on tons of cases and I kind of didn't have the boundary. Sometimes you don't know what your boundaries are until you've stepped over the line. Right? Yeah. Until you go, and oh, I joke this, about is, it. this is crossing a boundary. This is I too didn't realize much. there was a boundary there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is too much work. This is this situational stuff that I'm hearing. And you know, now I'm not a police officer anymore. So I don't have the power or authority mm -hmm. to write warrants, to make a phone call mm -hmm. and get something done. Now I'm listening to these stories and giving survivors, um, power you know and that's my part of the story so um even as a parent like burnout is legit yeah take that 20 minutes your kid is fine yeah they don't cry and scream and probably throw a step like my daughter i would lock her in her room and make sure there's nothing in there to make her hurt she would kick that door at two or three years old and i would just be like outside she's safe she's fine <laughs> and just breathe and yeah. take the time I needed and go back yeah. inside. Right. Uh -huh. Because it's not, it's 24 seven. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But that self-care and putting yourself as most important, um, is really hard for women. Yes. Um, oh, because definitely. we've been pushed to take care of everybody and, mm -hmm. um, you know, like I didn't got my haircut in like three years. Like that's how stupid it got, right? Yeah. Or like, when was the last time I did something for myself? Mm -hmm. Bought, yeah, bought something for myself. Some clothes, it some, yeah. some underwear, some, you know, like basics. Uh -huh. Like how old is my toothbrush, right? So it became like, um, I am important. The more I take care of myself, the better I'm able to give to my family. Yeah. Um, and in my yes. job, right? Mm -hmm. So in this job, it's a part-time job, but I really need the space away from it to decompress from it. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a hard interview. My sister who lives with us and my husband would be like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm just coming down off the cliff. I'm climbing yeah. like, down back to normal. It was Before a really difficult back. one. And so I might sit here while you're watching TV and maybe be knitting or crocheting or reading a book or doing something else because my brain literally just has to process it or I have to do certain things. Yeah. So I could go outside, stare bare, stand barefoot in the grass and mm -hmm. just grounding. Just some grounding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have fidgets during interviews. Um, you know, I have a candle or I might wear a perfume that I really like during mm -hmm. something difficult. Right. Mm -hmm. I catch myself that I'm not taking full breaths. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, cause the stress has been too high. So you start, you start, it's important and almost imperative. And, you know, almost be 40. So I've been doing this kind of stuff for a while now, listening to your body. Yeah. Hearing it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It takes time and practice. And and like you said, so important, even if you've not been a law enforcement officer or something that's maybe you think, I think sometimes we have this picture of, well, it's just being a mom. It's not that stressful or it's just being a, you know, say you work in retail or I don't know, whatever the heck you do of like, well, I'm not a, I'm not a cop. I'm not in the military. I'm not in these. Yeah. Oh. Maybe more, but like you still deserve the breaks and you need the self-care and the, you know, no matter, I, I was going to ask you too, just from our backgrounds, you know, of you and I both, um, you know, just coming from a church backgrounds. So yeah. funny. I saw not funny, but uh, someone that I know po- shared a post from a very conservative male figure uh in the conservative world and yeah. it was like the post flat out said it is wrong to put your needs above your family. And it, it was a guy that posted it and I under like I, on one hand I understand the heart behind it of like right but on the other hand, I was like, and there is the millions of women, like the millions of women that see messaging like that and stay stuck because they don't give themselves the oxygen they need because they should be, you know, throwing themselves on the coals for their family. Right. Uh, Making that Pinterest home. Yeah. Um, that's not real. Or just that. I mean, I think there's that expectation of like, it is the right thing for me to do or is more, you know, of like, I, it's, I'm not a good mom unless I am doing all the things for my family. And literally I'm getting that from influence leadership influences in my life telling me that. Yeah. And it could be what you're hearing from, I think when we were at the church together it was a certain type of woman that was um held to higher regard and I just didn't feel like I fit that and I mm-hmm. tried and I'm like no and good for you if that's what you choose like I wish you well um I do not want that and you know what we're all different yeah and I um took a path and it was joked that you know I'm different or I'm more manly or um, you know, it was like, oh, yeah. she's just, <laughs> you're so crazy. Well, okay. But I'm not miserable. Yeah. Maybe I am, but you know, I'm, living, I'm figuring out what's, what I, the way I'm wired and what works for me, yeah, which yeah, yeah, maybe it's different from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I was scared to be a mom. And if any of the women out there are scared to be a mom, like it is scary. And it was very scary. And maybe it was because if I knew too much right? Yeah. Or as a mom, as a nurse, you knew like everything that could go wrong. And, Mm -hmm. um, but just like the loss of freedom and the loss of independence and choice and Mm -hmm. sleep. And can I go to the bathroom in peace? And you know what? It looks so different. Um, like I take Josie everywhere. Now, granted in the beginning, there was a lot of fits. I'm like, I'm not going to stop doing what I want to do. Like if we're Mm going to go to the park, I want to go visit this other park. Let's go for a walk. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's putting them in, um, uh, the backpacks where you put the kids in or whatever strap on, and that's not the word you want to use, <laughs> whatever device you have to carry your baby <laughs> or your child. We get it. I always call it yeah. the, the, front, the front pack. Bumbo. 
my yeah. my front pack my little kangaroo pouch I put her in yeah you know yeah and like I had a hiking one that like it was like a backpack that I put on the back mm-hmm. and just take her a wagon or you know we're just like go. we're going like I need to get out in nature and you're coming right yeah mm-hmm. and this little Josie had her little boots and she had a little backpack and all my mm-hmm. baby's big so she's really strong but she would go four miles and like whatever snack she wanted yeah um and I know plenty of people like some people that we've met in the recent past that take their kids on the crazy adventures. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, that's, we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, I can't, I'm not in this house. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm still Danielle mm-hmm. and I'm a mom, but I'm yeah. not losing. I'm not going to be a martyr mom. Yeah. Um, so don't, don't give up whoever you are. You don't feel guilty. You need to take care of yourself. Yeah. And that makes mm-hmm. you a better mom. And so even, you know, mom, like stress from like not having enough money or where the, that can wear on you and cause you to lose your mind. Yeah. Right. Or, um, you know, there's just so many different things. Um, so I got off social media because the expectations, I, I mm-hmm. don't do well. Yeah. <laughs> and I get mad jealous, mm-hmm. especially of the fitness girls that when oh, I was yeah. doing right. And, um, it's just not, it's, I, I will compare myself and I still work on that. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, for me, it's just not healthy. And with the political climate, like it's just not helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I still look, look at news, but so that's, those are things that I have to do, but not everyone yeah. has to do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there's so much, there's so much on self-care and find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, the other night I was just so tired and just over the mundaneness of life sometimes hmm. like my feet hurt so bad so I found these I had these Aveeno booties and I put them on and it's like Ooh. I, I'm sitting there like with everybody and my feet felt glorious and I'm like I know someone better right or getting your nails done like you look at my nails right now I have one on my thumb and one on my pinky because they've all chipped off I'm like I need to go back yeah I still feel I did, like I've got the stickers on right now like I the, love the stickers yeah whatever that you call them I don't know yeah, I, would, I was never, you know, when they were like the MLM, like the yeah. color streets, I was never into yeah. them then, but I just, we had, my niece got married, you know, she got married. Yeah. Yesterday. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. And I was like, I need my nails to be done and I'm I terrible at painting them. So I did some, some stickers on my nails. I, people, people never know when I wear uh, this. They're like, oh, great. I'm like, they're stickers. Yeah. Um, and they don't so even cover my nails all the way on some of them. No, people don't know. They don't know. Um, so yeah, so like little things like I think we even talked about being a mom, like getting your hair cut, getting your hair done, yeah, taking a shower, buying underwear, um, yeah, buying underwear. You're like, am I wearing pajamas like for mm-hmm. three days? Um so you know, it is possible to feel like life is worth living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you can come out of that feeling like stuck in that awful rut where everything feels like impossible. Mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of time burnout um, for me was just de- very depressive. It was mm-hmm. depressive. Um, yeah. uh, very anxious where, you know, I'd have like, if I was in a big crowd, I'd start getting rowdy and Tom would be like, calm down. Don't try to fight anybody, which was also scary. Cause I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine um, yeah. trying to fight with people. Yeah. Um, so um, get help. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and it could be as something simple as like with workouts, you've worked out too much and you don't want to do any more workout again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or cycling, you never want to get on the bike again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think getting help looks different for different people. And I was just thinking yeah, too of like, it does. like be whether trusting yourself and being your own advocate of like, cause you, like you said, you went to your higher ups and they're going, eh, it's part of the job you know, yeah. versus then finding help and saying, well, this is not normal. You actually- Oh, and I was kind of kind of nasty with them too, because I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. This is not normal. I feel like I, I remember like too when, when you, yeah, I remember when you left and like everyone had had, like basically your whole unit had a psyche valve. Everyone had PTSD, oh, yeah. you know, like that's what I remember yeah. from you when you yeah, were leaving. We did, um, we just did online stuff. Most of us were medicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a big sign that something's not right. Yeah. Or there were some of them that were drinking insane amount of alcohol mm-hmm. at night. And I'm like, how are you functioning? Yeah. Or, um, you know, just self-medicating or yeah. um, having Numbing. a fear or trying to feel alive in some way or cal- calm the noise. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I'm like, this is not normal. And, mm-hmm. you know, typical with a lot of businesses and I don't know how it is now, but there's a knee jerk reaction when something happens, right? Mm-hmm. When somebody tries to hurt themselves or, um, you know, something, somebody makes a bad choice <laughs> in the field. So, um, and I know there are a lot of agencies that are trying to combat that, but yeah, it help might look different. So I didn't get counseling right away. For me, it was going to the doctor and getting the medicine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it was going, getting the dog mm-hmm. and going on walks and trying to find something, right? Uh, I joke that I'm kind of little house on the prairie because I know how to do random grandma stuff because I learned from my grandma. Yes. <laughs> so I would be like blanket. Yeah. I made so much you. stuff and I was like doing flower arranging and I was like potting plants. I was growing lettuce. You know, I was like just doing mm-hmm. all kinds of things that were practically free or close to free, right? Mm-hmm. To try to figure out like how to spend my time. And then when I was ready, I did something else. Yeah. Right. And so it's kind of for me, because, you know, when you're, when your brain's ready to process something, it's kind of like, okay, it's ready. So you might remember things that you forgot or mm. um, like with different contexts or with age, you might be like, oh yeah, that was abuse. That was bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, um, or this was not a healthy atmosphere or that person was horrible. Why did mm. I but, you know, so there, all these things will come out eventually, um, yeah. if that's your situation, but a coach, like one of the things that I did with our, with friend Morgan, um, was I met her through Lori and she was going backpacking and we we're doing like a spiritual retreat. And I'm like, I don't know this person. And I went backpacking in the Cascades for a week with strangers. Yeah. And I wanted to do it and I had nobody to do it with. And I'm like, I'm going with these people and it was transformative. Yeah. And one of the crazy things that happened, um, and it wasn't like a, like Christian spiritual, it was just a spiritual thing. Or, right? Yeah. Whatever you Which believe. I never yeah. would have, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, not, not your speed. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was fantastic. And you know what, just being out in nature and being on these trails and seeing these things that you wouldn't see from the car carrying a backpack, which I'd done before I'd done some backpacking in the past, but had it been 10 plus years, I had always had lower back pain always. And it was from like carrying a gun belt from volleyball, from lifting weights, you know, whatever it was. And I had put on more weight. I had a huge baby, you know, so I was thinking all these things. Yeah. 
I came back from that trip and I was gone. And I have not had lower back pain since. It was like every day sitting on a heat pad. Yeah. Um, in the morning. You would think going me. hiking would not take care of sleeping yeah, on the ground. That, yeah, sleeping on a little pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of just like, like how I'm, pain. I think like you were just saying how all the everything you had experienced was being stored in your body. And that's oh yeah. So we're not even talking up. about familial struggles with family. We're not talking about spiritual abuse that had since I was young. We're not even talking about all those things that, you know, as a little girl, the things that you might hear from people, whether it's being sexualized young or being told these curses. I say they're curses, like you're not smart enough, you're not pretty yeah, enough. Just you're not beliefs, yeah. Enough, beliefs. You have too big of a butt. You have people too putting beliefs on you mm-hmm. that are not true. Yeah. And you take them as true, right? So in that case, I knew my spirit, I knew my soul needed to be outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I even told everyone, I'm like, I might sob this whole time. It wasn't hard. I was like, this was awesome. There were so many bugs. I had to wear a bug net around my head and you can like swing your hands and there's bugs. Not, not bothered, not bothered. On my period, out in the woods, having to shit in a hole. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I was just so glad to oh. be out. Yeah. And yeah. I think it just did, did my psyche good. Like it just did my whole soul person, whatever it did it well. So, um, and I made that decision and I was like, this is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I had support from home. Like my husband, even my sister was like, I'll put it on a credit card. Oh, <laughs> you know, gosh. like you need to do, if you don't do this, we're going to pay for it, which is a yeah. huge thing. You know, my that's sister. amazing. Having people in your corner. Yeah. So, you know, having the support makes All the it a lot easier, yeah. but having a coach, having a therapist, having a psychiatrist, having someone who is not, does not know you, who is not judgmental, who is going to walk you through it. And you know what? You might talk to that first person and you're like, they suck. And I don't like them. Then yeah. find somebody you got to find somebody it's else. Mm-hmm. Or if you are want to go on mental health meds for depression, anxiety, PTSD, and the first one doesn't work, don't give up try a different one. Mm-hmm. You know, if, me- if the, if the over-the-counter stuff doesn't help, like if melatonin doesn't help you fall asleep anymore, mm-hmm. you know, or different things aren't helping, try something else. Like find the doctor that yeah. suits you. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to go get acupuncture to help get acupuncture. Go do it. Yeah. You know? Whatever. Like, I think whatever you're being led to, you know, like you, we know ourselves better than anyone in the, the, like trusting yourself that, you know, the next step to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know there's, you talk about like even acupuncture, if you go for a ther- uh, massage therapy, right. With someone that really knows what they're doing, it is not unheard of for people just to start sobbing. Yeah. The release mm-hmm. of tension, the release of pain release that gets stored up in the body, which is interesting mm-hmm. itself. Um, that can be very emotional. Yeah. You're like, wow. Okay. I'm but mas- I thought I was just going to the getting a massage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I've I know. Had I'm things so- like that where I'm like, why are you crying? Yeah. And it's gonna, if you don't deal with things, it's just going to come out, leak out whenever it wants and you can't control that. So you might as well deal with it on your own terms, whether it's, you know, I've even tried hypnosis. So you just don't know and value yourself enough to say I'm worth it for myself. But for me, one of the things was like, I want to change things in my, for Josie, for my daughter, for my kids, right. Change the patterns and how I see myself, how I view myself, like, be more uh, balanced. 
balance is like the key word, right? And enjoy life and being like excited to live, right? Yeah. Um, there's so much, so much pain and suffering, but why am I, yeah, I'm not, be, I'm not going to live miserably Yeah. if I don't yeah. have to, right? You can be simple and have, preferring be happy or find joy, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether it's like me and Josie finding worms under rocks, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that's not you, but that would be uh, like, that's a fun time for us. Yeah. She loves it. She's five, everybody. She's not like 15. Um, so you know or if planting plants or um you know i put a bird feeder up and looking at the different birds that come out yeah i i always think of nature is like my yeah i'm the wired this i need to get outside like if we've been inside too long i'm like we've we've got to get outside got it like i put the kids in the stroller we've got to go got to get and for me it's spiritual it's a spiritual Mm -hmm. thing so that's where i feel closest to god is outside not in a building Um, not with someone telling me what I need to believe or not mm-hmm. and wanting my money. Right. Yeah. But for other people that might be where they feel God, I just don't right now. Right. Yeah. But there's, there's science and there's studies that are shown that religion and spirituality is, can be very healing for people and helpful to get through hard times. Yeah. So we can't discount that. It doesn't say what faith, yeah. right. But it just says it is comforting. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, for me, that's outside and I can calm my heart and do like a walking meditation while you're listening, the repetitive nature of walking and breathing to centering down. And yeah. um, even though it's almost second nature, like you don't even realize you're yeah. mm-hmm. and all the benefits of walking anyways. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Well, um, I wanted to just in case somebody hears this episode in the, and they may have be in a church, in a situation where there is some kind of, you know, whether it is sexual abuse or is psychological mm-hmm. or something like that. And, and they don't even realize like that there is help out there. Maybe, yeah. um, can you, you want to just plug grace a little bit and yeah. what so, somebody might uh, do to get, um, in touch with someone. Right. Yeah. So, um, typically we're hired by the organization itself. Mm-hmm. But if you have questions or your concerns, I would go to our website, which is www.netgrace.org, which is tons yeah, of resources. We'll link it so people can just uh, click on yeah, it. Yeah. And you might not even, you might have like this idea, like something's just not right. Mm-hmm. And you, you might not be able to pinpoint it. And there are people that um, we can call that you can contact through that, or Lori can even provide my um, contact information and we can chat about that. And mm-hmm. uh, the cool thing about the organization is that we also partner up with different faiths. Mm-hmm. So we do have other connections. Um, I believe so it's not just Christian churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do also, um, we have connections with the Islamic community mm-hmm. and the Jewish community. So there's kind of other organizations that we kind of just keep in touch with. So if yeah. You, you're not Christian or, you know, uh, you might be in a different place. We might have other connections for you to help, um, with that faith. Got it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It was funny. It was good. I feel like I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to listen, you know, just obviously since I've known you so long, like, you know, when you're, I was like, I already know the backstory, but I I still feel like I heard you maybe tell it in a new way today and just, Oh, good. 
share your story again. Yeah. Today, like so. what, what trauma do you want me to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> What one out. of Danielle's uh what would I call that like one of your giftings is just your humor I would say yeah because if you're not laughing you're gonna cry you know what I mean like <laughs> you have to laugh yeah um I mean I'm not I don't feel like crying but you know it's just yeah. laughter is medicine to. though right uh you know and it's giving me this beautiful you I know, know you and me both line. you and me both girl and I'm like it's and the okay. Botox doesn't even take care of these ones I've had it done before <laughs> I haven't tried that yet for me um, at least for me I think for other other people it works but for me it did not on the well, eyes well they're beautiful and I love I you just smile them. a lot right yeah and we were in the sun sun worshipers um yeah Florida girls beach community that we lived in and yeah um, yeah fantastic well i love you thank you for sharing your story and i know everybody's gonna i really hope somebody you know that needs to hear about grace um here's this message and oh yeah and if they have any questions about sexual abuse or even like how to talk to kids about the book how about i will link that book in the show notes too i bought remember you told me about that book and i bought it for my kids about how to talk to kids about how to protect their yeah and i've got a couple more resources um that aren't uh like a christian resource okay but that do talk about the same thing um because I'm just thinking like, how do you, how do you talk to your kids? How do you talk to your yeah. teens? How do you talk to them about protecting their bodies and keeping yeah. them safe? Boys and girls. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Send me them. those and we'll link them so that, yeah, yeah I think we'll, people will, we'll grab those for sure. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, guys, I wanted to give you a, just a few takeaways that Danielle talked about, especially if you are somebody who uh, may have experienced something where you um, might have PTSD. We talked about four different signs that, that showed up in Danielle that she, uh, you know, pointed out. Number one was just really not having emotion when there should be. Number two, she, you know, noted she started having some night terrors. Number three, related to number one, although she was having no emotion at times, was that emotion coming out in, you know, maybe inappropriate, we would consider places. So she mentioned like randomly, you know, crying um, in a situation where, which would not normally prompt it. And the other thing she talked about was just how it was showing up in her body with some weight gain. Danielle also talked about um, self-care and how she did and still does things like creating space for herself, uh, especially when transitioning from work to home and just creating space for herself to kind of come down before she's back with her family. She also talked about managing her energy through things um, you know, that she does, whether it was wearing a perfume or things like that to boost her energy when she is in a higher stress situation in her current role. She also talked about um, managing expectations, um, mainly around herself and, and her output. Um, and she talked about setting boundaries around social media. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Danielle. Um, Obviously, I'm biased, but I think she is amazing. 
Uh, speaking of self-care, so this is going to be um, on our series, a self-care summer series that I'm excited to bring you guys. And part of this summer self-care series is I'm going to be bringing a master class uh, available to you. It's going to be July 11th, which is a Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So the master class is the Summer Slim Down Master Class. It's three success, uh, three secrets, excuse me, to successful weight loss for busy and ambitious women. Um, so if this is something that you're interested in, this is a pain point. I talk to so many women about, even if they're coming to me for mood swings or fertility or other things like that. Uh, I would say across the board, most women tell me, even if it's just an extra 10 pounds, you know, they just can't lose the weight like they used to, especially if they're in that age range, you know, of like 35 to 45 or even closer to 50. Um, just the hormone changes, you know, that happen during that time can make it more difficult to lose weight. So in this masterclass, I'm going to be talking about three secrets to successful weight loss. You're going to want to be there for the masterclass. You can register at lauriaikman.com forward slash masterclass. The masterclass is paid. It's $33 just to help you show up. Honestly, people uh, don't tend to show up for things when we don't pay for them. So it is $33 um, along with the fee for your masterclass. I'm going to be gifting you my 30-day reset to help jumpstart your weight loss uh, journey. And that has a $97 value. Um, so you really are getting, you know, more bang for your buck. Um, and that masterclass, if you are not able to make it live on the Zoom call, it will be recorded and sent out. So again, that is lauriaikman.com forward slash masterclass. I hope to see you there. If you got value from this episode, I would love for you to rate this podcast, uh, give us a review, and that just helps to make it shareable and discoverable by other women who may be uh, needing to hear this message so that we can get out of burnout, we can live the life that we really desire. I'll see you in the next episode.